Brought to you by Noah's Arcade. Um, once Hello. again, Vanderhoff and Co. Two episodes recorded in as many Two weeks, weeks, Phil. It's shocker. I know. Shocker, we, shocker. We're almost becoming regular. Wow. Don't <laughs> don't push it too far, though. <laughs> don't push it too far, right? It um, could become a regular show. If that happens, this, this world might implode, it, but we could become a regular thing. It's like we're dividing by zero. Um, yes, this is episode 14. Oh, zero. Huh? <laughs> don't worry, don't worry. What are you on about? <laughs> you said it's like we're dividing by zero. Yeah. And then I just went, zero. No. As a joke. Uh, As a joke. <laughs> sorry, I'm not with it. It's far too late in the day. Oh, okay. I've been working today and l- looking after my little in and ooh, crazy time. See, I've, I've had one of those hard days, really hard days. Yes, we all know you. Yeah, but... You did go out last night. Yep. And what time did you get home? <laughs> um, can't remember a clock. Probably about four or five o'clock in the morning. Tut tut tut. And what time did you get up? Uh, what today? Yes. One o'clock. Oh my god. That is the life. I don't, I don't know if that's the life. I don't think. I think the last time I went out drinking and got in at that time, I still had to be up for work. And we saw the photos of that. It that wasn't pretty. No. <laughs> um, but yes, here we are, episode 14. Unfortunately, we are missing Ant. Um, he is up north. Up north, Sunderland. He's in Sunderland. He's in Sunderland. I don't think I'm doing the accent properly. I'm probably not either, but I'm going to go for it. Sunderland. Sorry for, if anyone's from, actually from Sunderland listen to this, and I haven't got your accent, um, but... I don't even think you're Sunderland? anywhere close with that accent. I don't actually... I don't really know what they are in terms of voices. I can't picture them. Isn't it? Didn't he say it's Newcastle? Yeah. I think it's dangerous ground. I think we best just leave it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, we are missing Ant. Um, we don't have a guest host with us. However, we do have an interview. It's been one week since you looked at me. Uh, no. Um, one year since you looked at me. 14 months, isn't it? It was September last time we spoke to oh, um, It's been gents. 14 months since I uh, spoke to him. Yes. We Sometime. are lucky enough to have with us Danny from Delve Interactive, um, the developer behind Poncho. Poncho! Oh, yes, hi. <laughs> yes, greetings <laughs> from Delve Interactive, the talented fellows behind Poncho which is now out in the wild. Yes, it is. Yes. So, um, it's been a year and change since we last spoke. You were on the cusp. Your your um, Kickstarter had just, or was just about to go live, I believe. Yeah. What have you been up to since then? Uh, bring us, bring pr- us up to speed. Pretty much just working on the game. That's like 
all I've done for the last year. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much just not had a life. No. The um, so yeah, the the Kickstarter. Um, I don't want to drag up oh, no, that's memories. Cool. It didn't achieve. It didn't hit its its target. Yeah. Unfortunately, but you guys, you weren't deterred. You weren't put off from the defeat. What happened? Yeah. Uh, well, shortly after that, we met. We got like um, offers from various publishers. Um, they'd obviously seen the game or heard about it like after we took it to EGX and stuff like that. And we ended up working with Rising Star Games, who helped us complete the game. So, were Rising Star? Did you have a, a pick of? Um, of your publishers, did they were you were they knocking down the door? Yeah, well, there was. <clears throat> yeah, we had like a, f- a few of them. Like we had some big ones as well. Like Atlas put forward an offer, and so did like Bandai Namco. Nice. Um, nice. But we we turned them down because like um, Rising Star are more local. They're in Hertfordshire, mm-hmm. and you know oh, they've yeah. got they seem to have more experience with like indie games. They've got like cloud built and things under their belt. Um, and it just seems a lot oh, easy, yeah. easier for us to just visit them at the office and talk to them. And I, you know, when I was talking to the other possible publishers, like as far as Skype call, it took me to their like conference room in their office space or skyscraper building, wherever it is. Yeah. And they're all just very <laughs> businessy looking in that kind of term. Okay. <laughs> corporate, very corporate. Yeah, it's corporate. And uh, they also, they were also like, I remember one. Of the, I can't remember which one, but one of them asked, "Like, uh, let, let's change this about the game and change that about the game." And uh, that just turned me off immediately. <laughs> it's like, well, they're asking to change things before we've even really started talking about anything. But yeah, yeah, we worked to end up going with Rising Star, which has worked out just fine. We actually managed to get the game out and everything, so it's all good. That's so, the main thing. <laughs> yes, definitely. So, Rising Star, uh, they um, they were quite helpful in um, bringing what what was needed to uh, bring Poncho to the public. Were they? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, they just <clears throat> their involvement was pretty much just um, giving us the funding we needed uh, to get the game done, as well as they handled all the business and marketing stuff, so we didn't really have to think about that. Yeah, just concentrate on making the game. So that was. And they didn't like um, mess around with us at all in terms of like trying to change anything or take control of the game. They they were literally just waiting for us to hand it over so they could sell it. Which oh, is that's cool. cool. Like so, we can both we we are free to do our own thing. So we still felt very independent, even though we were working with a publisher at the time. That's pretty cool. cool. Um, Not many are like that. <laughs> yeah, I've heard bad stories. <laughs> so we uh, we were lucky enough to be at EGX. Again, this year, we saw your title taking quite a nice position within the Nindies uh, stand. Oh, yeah. Within Nintendo on the uh, Wii U. Um, yeah. How did it come about uh, working with Nintendo? Uh, well, we actually, <clears throat> we secured um, the console ports like the PS4, Vita, and Wii U uh, while the Kickstarter was running. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, it's literally just a kit. They have, like, website forms and email addresses you can send to us. I, you know, it's just a case of emailing them, sending them like a trailer of the game and a PC build and just say, hey, this is, you know, not obviously much more formal, but basically just saying, hey, I've got this game. I'd like to bring it to your console. And they were just like, yeah, like all the consoles are much more open to indies now mm. and are very ready to provide easy access. As long as your game, you know, is up to scratch. Well, yeah, of course. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's way the, mar- the market's moving at the moment, to be honest, with the indies, like they seem to be producing a hell of a lot better titles. I find at times, in comparison to some of the big AAA titles. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, there's a lot. Well, there's a lot more middle ground games now. Yeah, it's like that. Some would consider indie, but some would consider not quite so indie. Like I guess games like Halos Principle and stuff like that. Um, yeah, that like I think that's priced at like thirty quid or something. And it's like, is it an indie game? I can't quite tell. <laughs> but like, <laughs> yeah, there's a lot. Of, I think there's a lot more games like that right now. So <clears throat> we've uh, well, I mean, I myself have been playing. Uh, the title on PC. Uh, Phil, you've been enjoying it on... On PS4. PS4. Well, I say yeah. enjoying it. At times, you've, um, you've been... Got a little bit. <laughs> a little bit frustrated. Yeah. I will yeah. say, the PS4 version has its own issues. There was there was things we discovered in the game. Just think, Not like game-breaking things, but like just um, little tweaks that we wanted to make. But like by the time we wanted to make them, it was already in the certification process oh. and everything. And oh, like okay. if we had, we're current, we're currently working on a patch for it. But the Steam version is is if you if you if you play the Steam version, you'll see the difference. Oh, okay, okay. But um, no, we weren't to, we weren't actually talking glitches, although that takes a that's no a, <laughs> takes good character. Oh no, I mean like not not glitches. Um, a lot of the thing like the main tweak was. As, as I'm guessing, the frustration was from the moving platforms. Like they, um, uh... <laughs> I, I literally was just playing before I um, got on this call, and the part that I'm up to is up to the castle, the oh, red you're, castle. You're, oh, you're, yeah, that's the final level. Yeah, and um, yeah. I've been there for about five hours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's pretty tough. Not... Uh, yeah. When, when I, guess, I was designing that to... level, I was definitely thinking, like, uh, is it as hard as the final level of Super Meat Boy yet? <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's one way of uh yeah yeah i, I was going um, to be a big challenge to get that big feeling of reward and satisfaction when you finally do it so, <laughs> that's why I, I had that when i had the when i had the uh, mannequin level i um i was getting really angry and then i think i switched off one day went back onto it and i completed it and i was just like why was i getting so angry at myself it wasn't that difficult <laughs> really yeah, I, when you I actually look at it like i hear that a lot like but it's those two levels, really, because they're the only two vertical levels. Yeah. I mean, in, in the tribe one, at least, you know, if you fall from like a really from really high up, it'll put you, it'll respawn you high up, but it doesn't do that in the tower. Um, I found I found that if you died, you kind of spawned higher up. <laughs> so if you could find a way to die, like getting hit by one of the bricks as you fall, yeah, it, um, spawn, <laughs> spawns you a little bit closer. <laughs> yeah, I've seen people try to change it a bit. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but the um the castle I've just gone past that first area and then I've gone on to the yeah that second part and I'm just losing it a little bit. <laughs> yeah, that, that second part is the last part, like that screen of blocks you see at the top. Like right. that's it. That's it. After that, it gives me more of a will, <laughs> more will to just sit down tonight and just like try and finish it. Yeah, <laughs> you are teasingly close, Phil. Yeah. <laughs> so, Danny, have you yourself? finished the game oh yeah I, I finished it uh i don't know how many times i think i've got like a steam tells me i've got like 180 hours logged into the game <laughs> just but I, play, I played it for many hours before i added the steam api and everything so it's probably like 250 hours i've spent playing the game or something like that so we're going to see you uh doing a youtube speed run we well we were thinking of doing like a developer commentary um, on YouTube and Twitch or something like that. When we get around to it. <laughs> okay, so uh, we're, we're talking about. We've been talking about the hardest parts of the game. What was the the hardest bits during development? Uh, 
the hardest bit, the hardest levels probably to make is probably ones like uh, the disco, the underground sort of oh, clubbing yeah. area. Did, that's the secret level, though. Did you find it? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, you I don't think sound like... too sure, though, Phil. You just you you sound like you're just. I, I do uh, remember yeah. like a yeah, disco a, area, disco, but yeah. I just yeah. <laughs> I just I'm focusing on like the levels that I struggled on a little bit more than anything yeah. else. <laughs> it is a bit of a challenge level as well. It's the, it's the one where it's like it's underground. There's some like sort of slightly dubstepy clubbing music going on, and like the main mechanic of that level is that it's moving between 2D and 3D as you're playing. So it's like, and it's got the moving blocks. So it's like, you've got to move between the three planes, but every two seconds, all the planes are a single plane. Oh. Um, Cheeky. Yeah. I wanted to do more levels like that, but in the end, it was like, is it feature creep? I'm not sure. We're not going to see a poncho. We're not going to see an expansion where we're going to find poncho's brother. or. Uh, his, uh... We have thought about things like sequels and stuff, but uh, it'll be a, a while away. We're going to work on some other stuff first, I think. Just some smaller projects, just kind of take a break from Poncho for maybe for a couple of years. Fair enough. <laughs> I don't blame you. It's uh, It's been a little while in uh, gestation. Yeah. So, um, I, I really don't doubt that uh, a break from it is, uh, is more need. needed. <laughs> um, so the... The you say the disco level was one of the harder things to uh, to do. Yeah, I think I think that was because all all the other levels like they all work in very uh, they all have like systems like it's all I basically create like you know a bunch of different objects and once those objects are created like a moving platform or a static platform or whatever like I can then combine them in many different ways and just make different levels out of them. Okay, um, so you kind of had your your kind of poncho stage builder yeah your elements of. and you just like oh this could go here and this could go here and yeah it's kind of like that i mean so apart from the levels where the mechanics are more unique like the disco or uh the underwater lake level it was fairly straightforward other than those kind of ones oh the six layer ones were also a bit tough yeah <laughs> bit i can working. imagine uh you said the underwater lake level was your um was you were kind of teasing us with that the last time. oh yeah i do, i do remember yeah that, it, that, it did change you know, a bit what was in our heads but has it has it come out as you'd hoped yeah i mean it's good like um or what i had in my head before it was something along the lines of uh it was going to be in full 3d and it have all these cool water effects and stuff and i i did make it i had to remake the level because it was just too it was too much on the eyes <laughs> uh oh, okay. there, was, there was too much going on and you it was it was playable but it was just like pretty frustrating so i toned it down just made it like a it's 2d but you can by pressing uh wire Triangle yeah um you can look at it in 3d to see where you're going that's cool <laughs> so the game's completed you're happy with it or at least yeah we hope you're happy with it what is your favorite part now that it's all come together favorite what favorite level well i mean if there's a, a specific character i remember the junkyard king um, yeah, I think well, the Junkyard King. About. I do like the Junkyard King. It's definitely like it's it's nice after playing through the first two worlds to meet that guy and just get that little bit of very catchy music and everything and uh, just yeah. be quite individual character. <laughs> but is there a particular stage that you're uh, especially pleased with? I would I'd say it's difficult. Like for gameplay wise, I would say um, the last two levels in the ruins, not the tower, but there's like 
there's two levels in the ruins that are, I think are designed pretty well. It's, it's got like, there's one with like just a massive single wall of moving blocks that all moves at the same time. And there's another one just before that with a bunch of different ones where you have to get perfect timing, but like it feels like a really good patterned system kind of thing. It's hard, but like it feels succinct. Is that the one where it's like moving towards you and you've got to jump around like a wall to get onto the next one? Yeah. Yeah, I think I know the one. Yeah. <laughs> that took a little while, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> yeah. Well, that is like the second to last area or something like that. Um, yeah. Aesthetically, I think my favourite level is probably the tribe level, the mannequin tribe. Um, just like There's a lot of detail in that one. Yeah, because at the bottom there's just a lot, a lot more characters, a lot more stuff going on. Because um, like when when I was making levels, like I what I would do is I'd have all these sprites from Matthew Weeks, our pixel artist, mm-hmm. and it would be a case of placing each sprite by hand. Like I didn't use a tile editor or anything like that because tile editors it would, make, it would make the game feel much more like a system. Yeah, it looked too neat. Yeah. But I wanted to look wild and overgrown, and like error prone in a kind of way, and I think it kind of worked. So like every little flower and grass tile and, uh, you know, blades of grass that animate on top of those tiles, like they all had to be placed individually. And there's some like, tens of thousands in each level, usually, but the tribe level's got quite a lot more. But yeah, I quite like that. Yeah. One. <laughs> of all the, uh, Phil, you're just there, you're like, well, I uh, got stuck on that bit. Of all the people <laughs> from uh, our group, of all the people to play this particular game, I think it had could only be you because you're the one who's like, oh, I'll just go and play Fallout Four on survival setting. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't like to give up. So, like, the fact that I give up just because I'm getting a little bit frustrated winds me up. So I'm like, I've got to chill out, otherwise, otherwise I just can't do it. Because the more I was playing it, and the more frustrated I was getting, the more mistakes I was making. So I was just like. I've got to chill out for a minute, just chill <laughs> yeah. out, and then go back to it. Right, this but is the I, thing. Like, I love it. The, the game was like, a lot of the inspiration comes from games like, main one is Braid, uh, a little bit of Super Meat Boy, and mainly like uh, side-scoring Sega games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All those games are, v- are very hard. Like Braid is quite frustrating, but, and Super Meat Boy as well. There'd be times where you get stuck on a particular bit and you have to take time away from it. And when you come back yeah. to it, it's like, oh, it's so good. But, like, I've noticed, like, um, just in, like, comments and reviews and stuff like that, people want to just get through a game quite quickly. Like, people are much more looking for an easier time that they can just spend time in rather than... Someone that's at, like, in a sense, someone to walk them through the game rather than actually, like, learning and growing through the game, in a sense. Yeah. I mean, it's it's been weird because, like, the reviews have been very much... It's very much Marmite kind of thing. I've, yeah, yeah, I've seen a few myself, and a lot of them... I've seen a few that don't like the fact they keep falling down and stuff like that. Yeah. And, and a few that have been like, I really have enjoyed this game, it's fantastic, but... It seems it, to either I, get, like, a 6 or, like, an 8 or a 9. It's yeah. Like it, get, it gets an 8 or a 9 if they, you know, like having a chance and not having their hand held, and it gets, like, a 6 when people are like, I wish there was more things telling me what to do, I didn't know what to do. But I yeah. thought it was always kind of cool that like you didn't have any handholding, you just dropped into the world and you have to kind of figure it out for yourself. You, you still had people's... like, oh, you still had that sort of function of being told what what does what. But it's just like yeah, you learn like from... a five minute tutorial. If that. Yeah, um, and 
you learn from that and then you went from that obviously and figure out stuff for yourself rather than anything else i don't like yeah. it too much when a game is this is how we want to teach you to go through the first five minutes yeah and then th- we're going to keep going after those five minutes so you know exactly what's going to happen yeah and i just think of things like things like uh zelda in the original games you, you know you'd have to like kind of guess you put a bomb next to a wall maybe there'd be like a thing behind it like yeah but now it's like it's pretty much like there's a big x on the wall like <laughs> it's <laughs> just like you have to go this, it's almost like the next stage is just put, put put bomb here or like a bomb symbol on the wall. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. I was remember, I think I remember reading something. Oh, I've forgotten the name of the Mario designer. Shigeru Miyamoto. Yeah, that guy. Um, he, I was reading an article about him, and he was saying it was something to do about how Mario games have become a lot easier and just kind of marketed much more as many people as possible, especially yeah. young people. And it was something like they tested. Uh, when they first did uh, the original Mario, like it had like most people could get through the first level because they were used to playing hard games. Because most games were, you know, a lot of people didn't know how to do game design properly yet back mm. in the 80s or didn't have the resources to. But like, I think it was something like 80% of people that played the first level when they did this like trial test with a select group of people, they 80% couldn't finish the first level. Wow. And that's that's kind of think how things have changed. Like people are used to just sort of playing a game rather than you know really getting into a game and trying to complete it and be challenged by it. I think. Yeah. Well, it's a very old school. It's a very old school thing. The, yeah. You a, a game that you. I mean, a lot of the games that you play. Um, if you're going back to SNES, Mega Drive, and even before NES, Master System, things like that. These are games where you'll just get dumped into. Uh, well, the first Super Mario Brothers, prime example. You yeah. press start, and that's it. There's no, well, press right and left on the control pad to move your character, and press yeah. A to jump. It's it's there for you to figure out, and that's it's a very old school way of of gaming, and it's something that is is missing from a lot of. You got the AAA titles. You play a Call of Duty game, and the first level is always like. Oh hey Sarge, you remember how to fire this gun? You got to press a square to reload and use your sights and fire down here, and you got to um, yeah. Just... The best, I like the best like first person shooter tutorial things. I like is I like it when they try to teach you to use the camera. It's like so <laughs> oh, yeah. horrible when they. It's like okay, I need to press this button to do this, but don't tell me everyone knows how to use the camera. Like unless yeah. it's assuming it's, it's a child that's never played a video game before. Yeah, like it's yeah. You know, now look at me. Now look at that lamppost. Okay, you seem to have learned how to look around. <laughs> well done. Achievement unlocked. Yeah, achievement unlocked. <laughs> I almost, when I messaged you, Danny, uh, asking about the Steam achievements and such, I almost felt bad asking that question because I'm like, well, it's an old school feeling game. There's, it's, I, I think achievements and trophies have really kind of spoiled. I mean, I'm in such the trophy whore these days. Yeah. Um, and it has ruined gaming for me. I totally agree. Like, um, I didn't, I didn't, if I could, I, I mean, I kind of could, but it's like, you have to have trophies if you're on PlayStation. Yeah. Um, and things like that. And it's optional on Steam, but I don't, I don't, but people expect it. Like on Steam, it's like, people are so picky. Like some of the Steam reviews that have been, I mean, it's got, we've got like a 75% positive rating on Steam, Mm. which is good. But it's like the ones that are bad, it's like, I think one just says doesn't support Xbox controller, not recommended. 
<laughs> that's all it says. Um, really? Hang on a minute. I used my Xbox controller. Oh, no, sorry. Xbox One controller. Oh. Yeah. It, it, it does work, but the triggers don't, is the issue, which we'll patch tomorrow, I think, or the day after. And another one was, like, uh, something like doesn't allow key map, allow you to map keys or something like that. Not recommended. Another one was Steam controller not supported. And it's like uh, people just want every possible Steam feature implemented, like on Steam. Yeah. There's a lot of people who just are real Steam junkies and they want, if it hasn't got everything, it's like it's a bad game. But yes. I, I agree that like achievements, they pull you out of the game. If you're getting really immersed, it depends on the type of game. Like if it's something really arcadey, it's or like shootery, it's kind of okay. But like any game you're trying to immerse yourself in, like to hear this like sudden ping sound and like this block texture suddenly rise up from the bottom of the screen saying you've got this now and it's like oh yeah i'm playing a video game yeah because that's i mean i'm a big fan of the wii u and i'm eagerly awaiting poncho to hit that system which i will get to shortly but the one thing i'm sat there i'm like oh now i want to get it on ps4 because it's out and i can get trophies but i want to get it on the wii u because i want to support it on the wii u yeah and it's the the one major thought, I'm like, oh, well, the gameplay and everything else, I'm, the one major thought that came to me initially was bloody trophies. Yeah. And I'm just like, it shouldn't matter, but mm. it's it just, it does, and I hate myself for it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I tried to, I t- I, like, I've turned off uh, achievement notifications in Steam just because I don't, I don't like it. Like, especially when I'm playing something like The Walking Dead or a Telltale game. Oh, okay. Like anything that's got like that's heavy on story, mm. it just it it really takes away the immersion when you just get that ping sound and oh like you've got this thing. Uh, yeah. I try and do that, but uh, unfortunately, I'd get I start to get withdrawal from not hearing the noise. And be like, yeah, I must have had a trophy by now. <laughs> I think I don't I don't think you can disable it on PS4. Oh, I don't know. I haven't, I haven't they tried. They you to like it. I'm, I, it's too ingrained. If I don't hear that noise once an hour, I think I'm playing it wrong. Yeah. But um, that does bring us on to Wii U and Vita. When are we going to be seeing them? As soon as we can. Well, the issue with Wii U is uh, it's actually based on the engine we're using. Mm. So Unity 5 came out in March, uh, which is the latest version of that engine. And its marketing all said supports every console and everything and after contacting unity it's like they confirmed yes it supports wii u so after upgrading the project to unity 5 once you upgrade it and i upgraded it and started working on knowing i'm going to start porting to wii u in a few months Mm. so i worked on it for a few months um you know continuing to make levels and things and then i thought okay i'm gonna do wii u now so turn on the dev kit plug everything in suddenly to see oh unity 5 does not support wii u it's currently in beta so what what it basically means is uh there's currently issues in the actual engine which and it is like it's like right at the end now i think there's one bug left they have to fix oh, okay. the engine because it's been go- it's been ongoing like it obviously does mostly work because we took our wii u version to like packs and gamescom and stuff so it's like if the only bug that's left is something like if you have the home screen up like and you leave it there eventually the game will crash like after an hour oh, okay like that's the only thing so it's like no one would there are very few people will actually do that but like it would make it not pass certification so we're pretty much waiting for an update from the unity engine they're so pretty how do you find things like that oh bugs like that yeah uh well i didn't find it that's to, like unity did like they oh, said okay. that's, so you that's... actually they all handled that kind of side of things and yeah the game is actually it's ready like uh it's bug free and everything on wii u it's 
literally we're just waiting for Unity to get their asses in gear and fix the bug in their engine. And it's been very, very, very stressful because we wanted all the systems out at the same time. And the only reason we delayed it this far is because we were waiting for Wii U, but like it started to look like, okay, well, it's it's taking a while. But right now we're hoping to have it out at least certainly in the next few months. Like it does seem to be the final thing they've got to fix. So as soon as that's done, we can go through all the motions and get it out there. So the most most of the people who were vocal about Poncho before it came out seem to be wanting the Wii U more than any other platform. It just it there's it seems like because you've also I mean the Vita version is that the same kind of similar situation or is it just a yeah kind of similar. We're waiting for them for Unity to post an update to do with multi-threaded stuff. Uh, it's just because Vita is very low spec. Oh okay and. Uh, the problem, the problem with consoles is they're very optimized for uh, running 3D games, but not 2D games. Just like when you're passing a 3D data, the console basically says, okay, no problem, I can do that. When you're passing in 2D data, it's like, this is going to take some work. And Poncho's got like thousands of images on the screen at any given time. So yeah, we're just waiting. They say they've got like an update for like how Unity, because Unity didn't handle 2D until like two years ago anyway. Oh, okay. Poncho was originally made like in a kind of sub 3D format in Unity, and we had to remake it when they finally added 2D functionality. But uh, so that's one of the reasons it took a bit longer. But um, yeah, the Vita version, we're just waiting for them to do an update on how they handle multi threaded uh, code. So apparently, it's all going to be soon. So. <laughs> <laughs> But it's it's a title that it looks gorgeous when you're playing it on... I, I mean, I can't speak for the PS4 version, but, I mean, I've got a HD monitor and my graphics card and stuff is not too shabby when it comes to my PC. So, And it, it looks gorgeous when you're playing it on that side of things. But it, it the way it kind of it screams handheld yeah to you. it does look really good on the vita i will say it's probably like I, when i'm playing on the wii u even i prefer to play it on the gamepad because yes. um, it just looks it's just it's just because it's pixel art i guess like um there's something very natural about yeah. just having it in your hands and just looking at your at your lap whilst yeah. you're uh... it's probably just like just for looking at the game is probably my favorite way to play it is like is on either the wii or vita screen which only well, some people i think i'm pretty sure yeah you could play it on the gamepad at um, EGX and Gamescom and stuff. Mm, mm, yeah. Um, unfortunately, I couldn't go to those things. I was busy working on the game. But like, <laughs> I hear people liked it. <laughs> yeah. No, there was. I mean, we we tended to sort of break off into um, little sections so that we could try and get as much of it, get as much of the show into us as possible. And I hung around Nintendo kind of because we were doing a few interviews with some of the other Nindies whilst we were there, but. Um, also because they were giving out some cool free stuff. But um, there was always people gathered around gathered around the Nindy section and, and Poncho itself, yeah. um, which was nice to see. I keep looking over and I'm just nice little smirk and I'm like, yeah, those guys doing well. Yeah, I think like um, like Nintendo is like perfect for Poncho because it's that like that's their, their whole market's based around platforming games mm. mainly. Yeah. So to bring like this kind of platformer over. I mean, they've got things like Mutant Muds. Um, yes, yeah. I'm pretty sure, actually, that Mutant Muds Deluxe, so I can't remember what it's called, is coming out on Wii U fairly soon, or has already, I can't remember. I... That's mainly a 3DS thing, anyway. Yeah, because uh, so, we're not going to be seeing a 3DS version, are we? 
because they use it's a different. Uh, well, Unity and Nintendo did announce that 3DS support would be coming for Unity like several months ago, and usually, so I'd expect like maybe the first bit of support for that would start happening in March or something like that. So as soon as it happens, we'll jump on it and port it over because 3DS is like too perfect for Poncho. Mm. Like it's it was almost made for that platform. You could yeah. actually implement the three D. Yeah. Oh my god! I'm just picturing that myself now. That would be incredible. <laughs> yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. It's going to be fun. It'll be the Poncho Deluxe Edition. <laughs> yes. Well, I don't know if it would have extra stuff, but it would be the three DS version anyway. That's very cool. So, what's next for yourself and Delve Interactive? Uh, well, as it happens, we're currently You're not holidaying on all that all the nice Poncho money that's uh, starting to flow in. No, we don't get actually, we we get paid at uh, the end of each month anyway. So since it released on the third, we're not going to get paid till December anyway. So still <laughs> poor right now after having spent all our money on Poncho. Um, just in time for Christmas though. So yeah, just in time for Christmas. So that'll be good. But yeah, we started work. We're working on our next thing. It's actually I prototyped this game doing a Ludum Dare at least a year ago. It's a homeless survival simulator called Change. Is our next thing. We're we're going to start doing a few like small experimental kind of games mm. and change is actually almost done we're actually gonna do a kickstarter like very soon like next week or the week after oh heard it here first <laughs> folks <laughs> yeah pretty much <laughs> uh i mean i don't know if it like i'm not sure when we're gonna do the kickstarter it's probably it's gonna be pretty soon though because it's gonna be we're gonna try and get like um just the next year or so just bring out an, a new game every three or four months just something like that's we're always going to do something that no one's done before, um, something new. Cool. So, but we're just going to do a few small projects before we do our next like two or three Big years one. thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> are there any any ideas that are sort of milling around, and you're thinking, oh well, that could be quite a big. So you're just are there tons of bits of paper dotted around your. Uh, yeah, I've got like house? a bunch of stuff. Like I mean, these are all just ideas. I mean, what of Poncho Two is in there somewhere. Like it's got new mechanics to an extent and things like that, and a whole new kind of aesthetic, better aesthetic. I think it still uses pixel art, but in a very different way. It's you know, it's all in my head right now, really. Um, <laughs> our heads, anyway. Um, there's that. We've we thought of some other things, but nothing's really. We haven't even written anything down about the other ideas. We just had Skype calls and just just had brainstorm sessions. Yeah, but yeah, we're really excited to be able to work on new stuff. So the the next thing that we're we're kind of you're not likely to you're not taking a holiday just no i'm 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 a really bad workaholic (laughs) i I always have to be doing stuff i mean i'll probably i don't know like when the first paycheck comes in for poncho i'll probably i don't know maybe i'll go to center parks or something Uh, (laughs) go all out why not go on steady on there steady yeah i'll get get one of the little cabins <laughs> um, no, I, I like things like Center Parts. It's like you know, it's it's good for me because I'm like in front of a computer screen constantly, and you can't do that there. No, like because if because you know with my work and everything, like I'm constantly itching to get back to work. Um, like if I spend more than two days like not working on Poncho, like I start to get a bit jittery. I'm like, no, I have to get back to it. I've got things I need to fix and do. <laughs> whatever. It's good that it's always you'll forget about them. <laughs> yeah. So it's good to have the, that like option taken away from me so I can actually relax. Cause if there is a computer around, I'll take it and start doing something. <laughs> <laughs> so change, 
is what we're looking at next. Yeah, change. It's uh... is that a, is that a sort of a play? To, is it kind of change? You say it's a homeless. Yeah. So basically, uh, well, it comes from the idea like so towards the end of Poncho development, like like as a development team, we're all kind of running out of money fast. We spent a lot of money on Poncho and kind of blasted through all our savings and everything. And uh, money situations were getting pretty bad, and it was getting to the point where. If this game got delayed, say, till January, yeah. I don't know what could happen Like to me financially. And maybe that could be a possibility. So it's like, and then I thought, well, maybe... And then, because my mind always thinks, like, maybe it'd be cool to make a game about that. Like, <laughs> I don't think anyone's done that. Like, what people might want to... Same way people might want to tackle, like, a zombie apocalypse if they're in that situation or whatever. Yeah. Like, if you're in that situation, what would you do? It's going to be quite realistic it's not going to be you know like you can go to a guy and take drugs or some kind of you know what people might think homeless people do it's going to be very much like you're trying to get back on your feet and stuff like that okay. um, so we're talking change as in spare change and we're talking change as in changing the situation yeah <laughs> that's, I, mean, that's, that's, I like that I, I thought I don't know I was worried it was too pretentious or something um, I mean the game is kind of pretentious but like it's going to be very much it's going to be a little yeah it's going to be a bit political as well but yeah it's going to be like a roguelike so basically you start off just having been kicked out of your home or whatever and then you're kind of roaming the streets trying to survive and you can starve to death and stuff like there's there's bad endings and good endings it's going to be all randomly generated so every time you play uh, it's all going to be different you say it's different you say it's it's perhaps even pretentious but i don't think people are taking the risks or uh, well, you, you are starting to see it a lot more with a lot of indie titles that are starting to emerge. But people are looking too much at the tried and tested, the sequels. Um, yeah. And there is there is just far too much of it these days. Like, I mean, as much as I love Super... We'll come back to Super Mario Brothers again. As much as I love Super Mario Maker that's come out on the Wii U. Yeah. I found that I was just like, oh, this is very cool. I can make my own levels. And then I'm just like, yeah, but I have, I've played all this. And yeah. there's, they're really, even what I can create isn't anything that I haven't already played before. Um, yeah. And unless. I, I never bought it just because I can go on YouTube and watch people try and do the hardest levels. Like, that's all I really wanted. Ah, <laughs> uh, do you know, I was, I was hoping that I was going to be able to get to play a level that had been created by yourself on Super Mario Maker. And we were going to. I actually, I got the offer from Nintendo to be part of their, there was some, I think there was some like developers make Mario levels or something yeah. like that. I think Derek Yu, who just Blunky did one. Um, oh yeah. But um, I, at, when they offered me, which was like three months ago or something like that, I actually couldn't afford to buy the game. It, I, I just bought oh, Super Mario World Wii U. Oh, the 3D one? Yeah. No, not the 3D one, the other one. There's, oh, there's Super, Super Mario World Mario 3D Brothers. and then there's Super, yeah, no, Super Mario Brothers Wii U. Yeah. Yeah. I get, oh God, they're too similar in name. They are. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I, I happened to get that, and that was like my big game purchase for that month or whatever. And I asked, can you do that? I said, like, oh, I don't have that game. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> if you give it to me, though, I will. <laughs> yeah, just just hand it over. Yeah, that seemed kind of they're like, oh, well, we want you to do this, but you have to buy the game. Yeah, I don't know. Nintendo, I don't know. I'm sure they had a big list of people they tried to get to do it, and I, I was just on that list, and I just, I said, I can't. Ah, <laughs> oh, now see, I would have. Maybe I could have asked. I think a poncho in kind of a poncho esque Super Mario Brothers stage would be uh, would be incredible. Oh, that would be difficult to do. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I think the moving platforms, but 
I'm sure there would be some sort of inspired... Yeah. I might have to go and try and make one myself now. <laughs> mm. Oh, Phil, you've got a Wii U. You'll have to do it. I don't have the game. Get it. Oh. I, I, can't, I can't afford it at the moment. <laughs> well, you shouldn't go out drinking. Let's not talk about drinking. <laughs> <laughs> Next game, I'll probably go buy is Fallout 4. Uh, you know, some point, anyway. When you When you get your money... When I get the cash, get that's going to be my game I can dive into for a while. So do, I, I prefer Fallout to Elder Scrolls. I haven't played either. Oh, really? Yeah, it's. I'm not really. A, I'm not really a sort of. Um, what do you call them? Are they MMOs? Open no. World. Do you mean RPGs? Well, no, because I consider RPGs to be like. Oh no, because all right, fair enough. Because I, I mean, I'll play RPGs like your Final Fantasy and things like that. Oh yeah. I mean, oh yeah, because these are action RPGs. So, um, so yeah, it's kind of a combination of genres, I guess. Yeah, FPS, RPG yeah. style. I, I mean, I like Borderlands. That's kind of got that kind of element to it. But the the whole Fallout, it's just a little bit slow for my liking. I'm a yeah. But for, I mean, Oblivion's like Obliv- Obli- I find Oblivion Skyrim to be like there's a lot. There's too much walking around. Yeah. Like I hate it when a game says you know one of its selling points is you know, thousand hours of gameplay or whatever ridiculous they try to claim. And in a sandbox, that's very subjective. Like, it could be, like, four hours long. Yeah. If you just do the main quest and not do anything else. But it's, like, most of, like, I'd say at least 20% of that time spent walking from place to place, which yeah. is the most, it's my, it's the most frustrating thing about those games. That is true. I th- and, again, that's probably the main real reason as to why I don't, if I can, if I can get in a car and blast over to the other side or fast travel. You can fast travel. But, like, you have to have been there already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you've got to traipse across there first and avoid all manner of rad roaches and death. Death rolls. Yeah. Uh, have, you seen, have you seen the videos of bugs in Fallout 4 yet? Yeah. They're, pre- they're pretty great. I, I saw one... Uh, I, there's these bears called, like, Yaug bears. I can't remember what they're called. Yeah. Um, and there's this, like, this guy's fighting, like, this weak group of uh, other people with guns using this power armor. And he's doing his bats. And the bats in this one, it just slows down time yeah. uh, while you're doing it. So he's busy shooting them. And it's like, you can, he's, and it does, he goes into bats, like, several times. And, you know, when he goes into bats, it does the animation. Like, it shows your character from, like, a third-person view from the front. And you can see behind him, there's nothing there. But, like, on the last time he does it, it's just, like, it's in slow motion. Suddenly, there's a massive bear just, like... <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's poor. It's, like, inches from his head. It's, like, it's just at the end point of having dived into him. As soon as, like, it goes out of slow-mo, he's dead. And he just, like... <laughs> It's a great one. Kind of, I haven't <laughs> seen that one. That's funny. <laughs> nice. Suddenly Bear. Yeah, Suddenly Bear. That's the, that's the story. <laughs> that's going to be the name of the episode. Yes. <laughs> awesome. Well, Danny, you got your, uh, you've got a few, a minute or so yeah. to oh. uh, pimp Poncho. Yeah, so peeps. Poncho is out now on Steam and PS4. Uh, it's a pixel art uh, puzzle platformer where you can shift in between foregrounds and backgrounds. I don't think we ever mentioned that. <laughs> Funnily enough. <laughs> people knew yeah um, <laughs> you can shift in between it's like got this whole new mechanic and everything set in a post-apocalyptic world it looks pretty good it's pretty fun go buy it I guess <laughs> I guess no just go buy yeah. it <laughs> just go buy it then I can make more stuff That's, it's all for a good cause yes definitely <laughs> well we shall uh, keep our, uh, keep an eye out for the kickstarter for change, change. when it yes. merges hope Wish you the best of luck with that. Yeah, hopefully that one goes okay. Oh. We've, seen, we've learned a lot of lessons from doing the last one, so 
And we'll, we'll be asking for a lot less money for this one. <laughs> yeah, but you need enough for made- your, your uh, holiday to centre parks. <laughs> <laughs> That's the main thing. Yeah, always. Oh, no, it'd be for, like, uh, artwork and stuff like that. <laughs> it'd be for, like, what, sorry? Your mic cut. No, it, it would be for, like, artwork and things like that. Oh, uh, okay. Not sweets. Nah. And I'll get some uh, Harry Bow, stretch gold. <laughs> please, please, if you do the next one, do a stretch gold just for Harry Bow for us. Just, just for yourself when I mean that. But, like, oh, yeah. stretch gold, an extra pound on top, Harry Bow yeah, for us. <laughs> Give us th- three more pounds than we actually need. Three bags of Harry Bow, one each. <laughs> Just go, just go through the entire list. Like, you know, ten pounds is ten Harry Bows, and twenty pounds is twenty Harry Bows. It's endless. You have, scroll, you have to spend ages scrolling down just, to get to the end. A million. Stretch goes. Really just at the end, it just says diabetes. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Oh. Excellent. Well, I'm looking again, forward to Danny. it. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, no problem. And uh, best of luck for your future endeavours. Thank you very much. We'll speak to you soon. All right. Farewell. Take it easy. Bye. Great hearing from Danny there. Bit of uh, insider information. Well, I suppose it's about as inside as you get without actually being the uh, developer or anything. But yeah, there's some cool stuff about uh, Poncho there. You've been enjoying playing it, haven't you, Phil? We've got your I have enjoyed playing it. Yeah, up on noahsarcaduk.tk. Go check it out. Uh, if you haven't yeah, already noisarcade.tk forward slash poncho review oh wow yeah that easy yeah that easy that easy and do you know what's even easier you can do it on your mobile phone you can it is optimised for mobile use even though it's, it's yeah anyway um <laughs> yeah it's because it's done, all done on the cheap through like a website builder so. no it's not done on the cheap we spent millions we have an millions. Army, army of trained chimps awaiting our... i have an army of ants no he's in newcastle oh we have an army of army. mushrooms i have an army of mushrooms oh it's an album by a band mushroom men from mario but you can go with that mushroom men yeah. wasn't that a game Mush- wasn't there a Probably. game where they had like mushroom guys? Oh, that's going to annoy me now. Hmm. Oh well. Hmm. Um. But yeah. So your PlayStation Four survived. Poncho did it. You didn't. Smash it has. It. Yeah. No. No. I. I. I don't think I'm going to smash something up like that. Not like that. You know. Well, Danny. I get a little bit frustrated, <laughs> but I'm not going to smash it up just because of a game. No, I'm not. Not that type of guy. But uh, <laughs> Danny says you're right near the end anyway. Apparently. I am right near the end. You're gonna find. You're gonna finally meet Poncho's maker. I I think it is. Um, but no spoilers. You know, I've been I've been trying to I've been trying to get to that maker for like five hours. <laughs> 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 As I said, five hours. It's um kind of kind of yeah. <laughs> well, I am gonna finish it though. I'm gonna finish it. Good man. <laughs> well, I am. A whisker away from finishing Armacrog. Oh yeah. Um, mm. or, or if I'm if that if I'm led to believe that I'm not too far away. Um, yeah, I lost my save game. Save. Um, so I had to start I'm again. And saying. I literally what took me an hour previously, I ploughed through. Um, I had two hours on it the other night, and I was steaming along. And then I got to one. I love that when you. Sorry. Yeah, on. I love when you get. I love when you get puzzle games. It, like there's times where you can just plough on through it. You'll probably get like the most done out of it in like a shortest amount of time. 
you then come back to it the next day, get to a puzzle, and you'll spend like an hour at one puzzle. And it's like, what? <laughs> but yesterday, I did like 50 in like 10 minutes. Yeah. What, what happened here? Some of them, I did get to one that I was literally just, I had no idea what I was, I tried to guess what I was supposed to do, but I couldn't find, because each puzzle had little clues to it. I just I couldn't yeah. see any clues for this puzzle, um, and okay. I actually consulted Google. Oh, but that is the only one. It's the only one. It was the only. It was this weird. You had to kind of build. You have something. You look through this window, and there's this rock face. And there's, in order to move the little sort of gondola thing um, that you and your characters can travel around in. In order to move yeah. past this rock face, you had to move this platform. And in order to move the platform, you had to make this thing that, uh, this catapult that fires these eggs. And you had to fire the egg into the nest so that all the creatures gathered on the nest and the pla- the rock moves down and completes the circuit for your gondola to move across. And but you're supposed to use this kind of picture, that you're supposed to make a picture of this robot that matches what's written on the side of the mountain, that's drawn on the okay. side of the mountain. But I couldn't see where the clues were in what the picture of the robot was meant to look like because you're given all these different robot parts to put together. Yeah. But I couldn't see which one I was supposed to be, which parts were supposed to go together, and yeah, it just didn't make any sense to me. Uh, okay. I think I'd burnt out by that point. So it was time to look online. Yeah. Um, and now I'm at so. another puzzle where you have to. This baby's just started crying that you've been looking after. Oh, I hate that noise. I know. Frickin' babies. You have, you've got this mobile, and you have to... The music goes round, and each of the bits that hang from the mobile play a different part of the tune, and you yeah. have to... And each time the baby cries, more parts fall off the mobile, so you have to click the parts to know what noise they make and put them back in the right order to play the tune all the oh, time whilst no. the baby's crying in the background, and it gets quite annoying. Yeah, that would be quite annoying. Um, but it's fairly quick puzzle to work out, so that is literally where I am, and then something else happens, and I think that's the end of the game, so it seems. The end of the that's game for then. Tommy Norton, Beak Beak, that's the not name too of the bad, then. Um So the review will be going up soon for that, hopefully. I thought I was closer to the end on um, Adventure Time than I actually thought I was. Um, it's just it's loads of different sort of stories, like the the... The games seem quite short, but it's basically like a TV show, which is pretty cool. Oh, okay. So that's Adventure Time Finn and Jake Investigates, isn't it? Investigator. Investigators, I think. I can't remember. And that, that's on Finn and Jake, yeah. Were you, uh, it's on all consoles, oh, I believe. Okay. So it's on Xbox One, I believe it's on PC, it's on PS4, and it's on Wii U. I'm enjoying it because I know all the characters, but I am finding it quite easy to be honest well it doesn't strike me that it would be too hard yeah obviously the age that i realized that after i played like a couple of levels it's like actually this isn't aimed for people my age it's aimed for people a little bit younger and it's like why am i getting (laughs) why am i finding this too easy but it's funny it's so simple yeah, it's, it's got a lot of humour in it, which I love. And it's also got um, the actual cast, the cast voices in it, which is cool. Oh, sweet. And um, you got uh, a lot of sort of, you see like a couple of characters that are in the shows, but like have cameo, like a couple of episodes, yeah. but not like big big characters. They're in it as well. And it's, it's quite nice to see like a lot of the Adventure Time characters in the game. Sweet. 
go around helping them <laughs> solving their mysteries. Well, we look forward to uh, reading your review. Yeah, coming soon. Coming, coming soon. Winter. <laughs> 2016 15 yes if it was if it, you didn't have it ready by winter 2016 i probably wouldn't put it up on the site <laughs> <laughs> coming soon winter 2016 it, more of a retro <laughs> review <laughs> yeah, yeah by that point oh well well i think oh uh, well shortened episode today yep i think we're going to be back soon with uh, another guest host. Yes. We, um, we've got a few to choose from. We've got a couple, list. We've got a couple on the list yeah. at the moment. We've got, we've got phones ringing, emails going, people just clambering to be on the show. They are. Well. I don't know, I don't know how that... <laughs> they, are literally, they are literally at the doorbell constantly. I go and sit down, play a video game, and then there's a doorbell just going off in the background. So you hear that? It's the doorbell. Is it? I, I've, I've literally got a note on the door as well saying, recording... <laughs> Come on, guys. <laughs> yes, we shall be uh, We shall be back very soon, folks. Hopefully soon enough to be still considered regular or relevant. Or hip. Or hip. As this word, as these kids use nowadays. Yes. Hip. Hip and fresh. <laughs> uh, fresh. I've had a shower recently, if that's what you mean. Good. <laughs> Good. Let it wash off the uh, smell of shame and alcohol. Well, let's not talk about that <laughs> again. <laughs> In the meantime, folks, you can visit us at... Noah's Arcade, UK.TK, <coughs> forward slash Ponto you Review. You, if you want to can see the review. find us on Twitter at Noah's Arcade UK. You can find us on Facebook, Noah's Arcade UK. I am Heist Definition. I am Monkey... Oh, no. Yes, I am Monkey Man Phil You've on Twitter. you changed your Twitter login, have you? No, I, I get confused between Twitter and Twitch. Oh, yeah. No, because Twitch, you're still Monkey Man Phil as well. I am. What am I thinking of? That your PSN is um, Phil... Ah... Uh... Phil, my monkey. Some someone out there, some funny guy took my name. <laughs> Damn them! I'm shaking. How my fist dare here. them? Yeah. <laughs> we How will dare avenge you, Phil? One day. One day. I hunt them down. Yes. But on a lighter note, subscribe, folks. Like us. Like. Like us. Uh, follow us. Please. Subscribe. Leave feedback. Like us. We have kittens. Yeah, we got kittens and cookies. Yep, that always works. Yeah. All Everyone loves and kittens. Cookies. Everyone loves kittens. Trust me. I'm a kitten expert. Yep. <laughs> anyway. Yes. See you again soon, folks. Bye-bye. you need a new podcast in your life, just visit geekcultureradio.com forward slash podcasts.